you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. so glad you're joining us online. I will be referring to a text in Exodus, the sixth chapter, and I will begin with verse number six from Exodus chapter six, using the King James Version tonight with the references that I will be bringing to you. I want to share with you seven promises that God has given us during difficult times. And these promises he gave to Israel, but they are true for the church today. And so our text tonight from Exodus chapter 6 is full of some of the most powerful promises that God has ever made to Israel and to the church. He tells them, I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. He tells them, I will rid you of their bondage and I will redeem you. And he says, I will take you to me for a people. And he said, I will be your God and you shall know that I am the Lord. And the sixth thing he says is, I will bring you in unto a land. And the seventh thing he says is that, I will give you that land. That's, that's finally where he gets to, that I will give you that land for an inheritance. This text, of course, is a perfect picture of the journey of a child of God, of where he starts us, starts working with us, and how he brings us unto a place that eventually we're going to inherit the promise. And so I want to talk to some people tonight that are listening online that may be wondering about some of the things that are happening in the world and in your personal life. Maybe somebody is asking the question of why. Why do I feel alone? Why do I feel forsaken? Why do I feel forgotten? Can I tell you this evening that God has not brought you to where you are to leave you here alone. 
He didn't start this journey with you and bring you here for you to be alone in the middle of your chaos and in the middle of your trial. But the Lord started the journey with you wherever you are in your spiritual walk with the Lord. Whether you're just turning your, your attention toward Him or whether you are in the middle of your journey or whether you've been serving Him for a very long time. The Lord started his, this journey with you because he intends to finish what he has started in your life. I'm going to make some expository references to our text tonight to, to, to point some things out. There are, there are some main points that I want to pull out of this text tonight. The Lord says that I'm going to bring you out from under the burdens and I will rid you of their bondage or the entanglements of the world and I will redeem you and that is a price that he has paid and four times he declares in three verses God reminds Israel, I am your God. Evidently, they were having trouble remembering that God was on their side. How often do we get at points where we forget that God's not against us, but that God is on our side? Perhaps they had forgotten that God wasn't against them, but that truly God was fighting for them. Can I tell you tonight that God is always working everything for your good? Can I remind somebody today that he started a work in you and he's able to finish whatever it is that he started in your life? This chaos in the world is not going to prevent God from finishing. As a matter of fact, it's just an opportunity for God's power to show up and for God to come through and reveal to you just how powerful that he really is. He says, I will take you unto me for a people. In other words, God is saying that he has engaged himself to the church. The bridegroom has never engaged himself to the church to leave the church standing at the altar or to leave the church standing in time of chaos and in time of need. If there has ever been a time that God is close to the church, I believe it's right now. If there's ever been a time that God is close to his people, I believe it is right now. Because in times of trouble, God doesn't pick up and run, but that's the very time that he turns to us. The Bible said that he is touched with the very feeling of our infirmity. The bridegroom has engaged himself to the church not to leave us standing at the altar, but he desires to bring us into himself. God didn't deliver us for, for the sake of having a reference of being able to deliver somebody, but God wants you for his on. He wants you to be part of his bride. Can I tell the church this evening that God has paid a price for his church. He went to the cross of Calvary for his church, for you and for me. Can I just ask you tonight, does anybody remember where you were when God reached down and saved you? Do you remember where God brought you out from? 
I was struggling with depression, but he brought me out. I was suffering with poor self-image, but he brought me out. I was neath the load of guilt and shame, but he brought me out. I didn't know who I could turn to, but he brought me out. He picked me up. He turned me around. He placed my feet on a solid rock. Do you remember where you were when God reached down to save you? The writer said, I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore. But thank God tonight we have a testimony that he didn't leave us there. He didn't just get us to the shore and walk away, but he brought us to that place so that he could bring us in to himself. He brought me out. Where were you when he found you? Has he brought you out? How far has he brought you? Do you remember the sin that you that had a hold on you, the sin that had you bound? Do you remember where you were when God brought you out? Oh, thank God that he brought us out. But he didn't rescue us just to leave us. He didn't resuscitate us spiritually just to leave us there. God didn't bring you this far to leave you where you are. That's why we're bringing online services. That's why we're bringing encouragement to the church any way we can and to anybody that's listening online because we want to tell you in these last days that God is reaching for you and he doesn't just want to reach to you and touch you, but he wants to bring you in unto himself. He didn't engage himself to you to leave you to put his focus somewhere else. That's not how God works, but he always fulfills his promise. He says, I will, I, this is God's promise, not mine. He said, I will be your God. I want that to sink in for a moment. When God says, I will be your God. If we don't put other things before him, because he despises that. If we put money ahead of him, if we put hobbies ahead of him, if we put life ahead of him, maybe this is a good time for the world to reevaluate their priorities. Is God really first in your life? Because if you put Him first, He will put you first. His word says, I will be unto you a God, and you shall know that I am the Lord. None is clear as the testimony of Israel, for God's people declared, It was God that brought us out. Do you really realize tonight that it was God that brought you to where you are? When the death angel passed over, it was God that saved them by the blood on the doorpost. At the Red Sea crossing, it was God that saved them through the water. When they thought they would die in the wilderness, it was God who provided water from a rock. When they were hungry in the wilderness, it was God who provided fresh manna 
every morning. And when they had lost direction, he sent a pillar of fire by night and he sent a pillar of cloud by day. And he said, I will give direction to you. Hear what I'm preaching to you tonight. In the middle of the chaotic world, when you don't know where to look and where to go to, turn to the word of God. Tune your ear to the voice of God because he'll give you direction in the midnight hour and he'll give you direction when the cloud is hanging overhead. He'll direct your steps. The steps of a good man, he declares, are ordered of the Lord. God hadn't given them a promise and brought them this far just to leave them in the wilderness, but he brought them out of the land of bondage, our text declares, so that he could bring them into the land of promise. This is where I'm trying to get to tonight. If you've watched this far in the service, you're about to get to the real point of what I'm attempting to say to you tonight. God brought them out of the land of bondage so that he could bring them into a land of promise. Can I tell you God hadn't forgot about you? He didn't bring you out to leave you out. He brought you out so that he could take you in. Just stay in the ship. The ship's going, is, is headed toward the promised land. And I can tell you tonight, if, if you don't realize that you're on the right boat, you're headed to the right place. I know it may be dark in your despair, but God hasn't forgotten about you. I know it may seem hopeless when the world comes apart, but God hasn't left you in the middle of that. I know you may feel lonely tonight where you are, but be of good courage. God has not forgotten about you and God has not forsaken you. The scripture said there would be a day when Zion, talking about the people of God, would say, Behold, Zion, the Lord hath forsaken me and my God hath forgotten me. But he said, No, I took nail prints in my hand. And he said, Behold, I have graven thee in the palm of my hand. He went to the cross so you would know he hasn't forgotten you. Because the nail prince reminds him of you. God hasn't forgotten about you. He brought you out and by the grace of God, he's going to bring you in. Maybe somebody feels like giving up, but I want to tell you that God has some promises for you. Just keep on standing. Maybe you're on the edge. You say promises. I'm not seeing any promises. Why don't you get up from that, that, that disastrous thought process that you're in right now and look the enemy in the eye and tell the enemy I'm standing on the edge of my promise. My God has brought me out because he intends to bring me in. Look out on the horizon. Your promised land is in sight. Somebody's been praying for an answer. You got to just grab a hold of it. Hold on to your promise. Somebody's been praying for your lost family. Hold on to your promise. The Lord said, all that I have promised, I will give unto you. Finally, the Lord said, I will give you the land for an inheritance. We prayed and we've asked God and he says, I'm going to give you the land for the inheritance. What is it that we're looking for? It's the land of promise. For, is, for, for, for the people, the children of Israel, it was, it was the land of promise. For the church, it is our hope of heaven. We prayed too long to give up now. 
We've been faithful through some trials and through some dark days. We can't give up now. We've come too far to turn back now. The enemy would like for somebody to give up in the middle of your promise. But all I got a feeling tonight for the church, it's not going to be long until Gabriel begins to sound the trumpet and the church is going to be called away. Don't give up now, children. It's time to draw near unto the Lord. It's time to prepare your family. It's time to get ready because his coming is soon. We need to get ready. We've come too far to turn back now. He's brought us out with a plan to bring us in. Somebody needs to remember that he, how far that he's brought you. How far have you come? Oh, I could think around these empty pews tonight where church members sit, normally sit on a Sunday evening and I know where God has brought some of you from. I know the distance God has brought some of you. You're sitting in your living room with your family tonight but if the enemy would have had his way, your family would have already been torn apart but here you are tonight knowing that God is still making Making a way. Oh, you got to hold on to your promise. You got to hold on to your promise. You got to hold on to your promise because the Lord said, I brought you out so that I could bring you in. Hold on to your promise. David said it this way, and I challenge the church to remember it, and I close with this. He declares, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noise of pestilence. He shall cover thee in his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for terror by night nor by the arrow that flieth by day nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand but it shall not come nigh unto thee only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked because thou hast made the Lord which is thy refuge even the most high thy, habit, thy habitation there shall no evil befall thee neither shall any plague come nigh unto thy dwelling. Come on, somebody needs to speak it. That promise over your home, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep you in all of your way. They shall bear thee up in their hands. The angels are going to bear you up in their hands to keep you from dashing your foot against a stone. You shall tread on the lion and the otter, the, the young lion and the dragon. You're going to put under your feet because he hath set his love upon thee. Therefore I will deliver him. I will set him upon high because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer. This is what God said. He'll call and I will answer. I will be with him in time of trouble. I will deliver him and I will honor him. With long life shall I satisfy him and I will show him my salvation. Oh, come on, child of God. This is your promise.
Oh, you ought to give God praise where you are right now. Because he has given you a promise to stand on. He's given you a promise of the future. He's going to bring you out and he's going to bring you in. Every promise in the book belongs to you. Hallelujah. Oh, let's just worship him for a moment. I have a promise I am standing on. And I won't stop till I see what the Lord has said. I have a promise. I have a promise I am standing on. And I won't stop till I see what the Lord has promised me. I have a promise I am standing on. And I won't stop till I see what the Lord has promised me. I'm going to. I'm gonna see it. I'm gonna see it. I'm gonna see what the Lord has promised me. Say, I'm gonna. I'm gonna see it. I'm gonna see it. I'm gonna see what the Lord has promised me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna see it. I'm gonna see it. I'm gonna see it. I'm gonna see. What the Lord has promised me. Say, I'm 